Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Mission. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. In our last study, we gave you a message on demon possession and how it was manifested. We looked uh, for at length there how the, how the demon's uh, possession is manifested, how it takes hold of the hearts of men and women. Oh, yes, we did. We showed you from God's Word where demons came from, and uh, we saw the signs of their manifestation. We saw their influence upon humanity. What a, what a tragedy how Satan has influenced the humanity of today, our men, our women, all throughout our government, all throughout our social order, all throughout our uh, economic order, Satan's influence. But I want to speak to you today on this particular subject, the doctrines of demons. Yes, the doctrines of demons. That's what we want to bring you. I wish you'd turn with me. You have your Bible there this morning, my friend? Turn with me to 1 Timothy 4, and let's start, begin reading there to first verse, and let's read. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Yes, or doctrines of demons. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Now that's a reading from 1 Timothy 4.1. We notice that the Holy Spirit in this scripture says, and that he says emphatically, that in the latter times, and I believe that's the day you and I are living in today, my friend, the closing days of the age of grace. I believe we're living there today. You say, Pastor, why? Why do you say that? Some of you may not keep up with the things out that's going on here in our world, in our, in our land, in our country, in our world. And you may not relate those things to the soon coming of our Lord. But would you just listen? Look around. The Bible says that in the last day, latter times, there some shall depart from the faith. We see that on every hand. We see that parents, children will be disobedient. We see that on every hand. We see so many things, my friend, taking place. Now, the reason they depart from the faith is because they shall give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines or teachings of demons. So we see that it is the work of demons to lead folks away from the faith. Yes, that is from the body of divine truth. Did you know you can't be saved unless you know the truth? The truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, my friend. Listen, throughout the New Testament, God's Word, demon spirits are largely spoken of as unclean spirits. We saw just a little of that in one of our previous studies, how that almost every spirit now, those unclean spirits, they're connected with the sexual revolution, the sexual promiscuity promiscuity and all of those things and you 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 hear these folks standing around now they may be religious but they tell these little smutty jokes and every one of them leans towards some sexual thing that's why we're having so much problems today with uh, sexual harassment uh, suits and all because people uh, vulgar minds are in all ways that's right but that's what demons do my friend that's right they always, that's right. Listen now, the purpose of unclean spirits is to lead away the individual from the right path or the path which is righteous or the path of virtue, thereby, 
thereby corrupting that individual. There's a great, this is the great trump card, if you will. Satan plays through his unclean spirits to corrupt the lives of ministers, yes. Yes, ministers, religious leaders, church members. That's right. Look, Listen now to all of that. Corrupts the lives and the minds of many of our ministers. Just because you call yourself a minister does not mean that you are true, one of God's true calls uh, preachers. No, that doesn't mean it. No, ma'am. Satan has so done this today until he can hardly, you can hardly tell the difference between the church and the world. Do you see that happening, my friend? That's one of the things. That happens when the end of times. They said, it so, so shall it be as in the days of Noah. Folks were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, or my wife swapping, eating and drinking. Have you ever seen such an influx of restaurants and cafes and fast food outlets? All ties in with our series we brought on the woman in the home. The woman has left the home no longer. I don't. I, I would imagine that pots and pan people that sell pots and pan uh, are in a depressed area right now, don't you? Because homes now don't have uh, kitchens with stoves in them anymore. Well, I've seen houses that doesn't have a stove in them any longer. They have a microwave. And they have a, a little uh, two or three openers that you open, maybe electric skillet or two. But those are the signs of the times, my friend, because people have departed. And that's right. Listen now. You've often heard this statement. I cannot hear what you say because of how you live or because you know, what you speak more, what you do speaks more loudly than what you say. This is exactly what Satan has done today. He has led the churches astray from the path of the of. Uh, the, all, and the separated Christian living today until it has, uh, separation has become a virtue. This has so permeated the church today till the average religious leader sees no harm in our modern picture shows. No. The average church today has sees no harm. Folks get out of church here in the city and go on to the movie houses. They have these uh, theaters now where they have 12 or 14 picture shows going at one time. They call them a cinema. And folks get out of church now and sneak off and go to the picture show. Or worse than that, they go home and watch the late night movies on TV. The preacher doesn't say anything about it. I don't hear anybody raising their voice against sin, my friend as we do here on the old Trailblazer broadcast, I tell you, we call sin, sin here. One of my congregations slipping around going to the show, I'm going to call his name. That's right. Call his number first and then call his name. If he's living in sin, visiting a honky-tonk, and it's laying out on Saturday night, come in bleary-eyed in the morning. No, folks, you can't come here. You can't come here and get away with that. I want to call your attention to it. And perchance the Lord would break you and save you because I see you going to a devil's hell. Then how can I be soft-hearted? How can I be soft? But listen, folks, now the preachers doesn't see anything wrong with the modern dance. They have dances in the church now, smoking, playing cards, and such like. I know that's to be true, my friend. Well, I was a member of a church one time, a Southern Baptist church, and when we got up and went out at the 11 o'clock hour, some of the men, most of the men, went out to the side door like I did, and when they saw, walked out, they lit up their cigars and cigarettes and pipes. It looked like a tar keel coming from underneath the porch there. No, my friend, listen, I wasn't saved, and I didn't know what was going on, but I saw there was no difference in those men and the world. Listen, so many of our religious leaders 
today uh, and many church members of both sexes smoke. Our women smoke and drink uh, just like a sailor does. That's what they say. Smoke like a sailor, drink like a sailor, cuss like a sailor. I don't think we ought to saddle the poor sailors with that, do you? No, it's just poor old human nature that's under the power of demon possession. And listen, listen. Listen, my friend, you call their attention to it. You let me get on the radio here and bring God's message about all of these vices and sins that folks are partaking of, religious folk. And then I'll get scorching letters saying, I better mind my own business that I've quit preaching and gone to meddling. But my friend, my business is to meddle in your business if you're going to hell. If you're a demon possessed, it's my business to call your attention to it and ask you, ask you, perhaps perchance the Lord would deliver you, ask you, do you know the Lord? Are you serving the Lord or are you serving Satan today, my friend? Do you know I don't believe it's too hard to tell if you're saved? Do you know that? Have you ever looked yourself in the mirror when you go in the morning to shave, my friend, or to make up your face and powder your nose, my lady friend? Do you ever look in those, open those eyes wide open and say, do I know the Lord? Am I, am I saved? Would you do that for me the next time you go in the bathroom? Would you just take a moment? That won't take you but a moment. Just ask yourself, am I saved? The old trailblazer said for me to look at myself. Look, do, you know, do you ever do that? I've done it, my friend. That's right. The second reason why some depart from the faith is because of the doctrines of devils. That's right. These unclean spirits not only seduce professing Christians to live a life of corruption and evil practice, but they also lead them away from blood redemption redemption in Christ by their false teaching. It's their purpose. It's the purpose of these unclean spirits to influence the individual, preacher or teacher or otherwise, either to fail the, to emphasize the blood redemption or to substitute some other teaching in the place of blood redemption. In either case, the poor sinner who is, never, who, is, who is listening never gets saved. May I say again, Satan doesn't care how religious you are. I bring that point out daily by day here to my folk. The Lord doesn't, the Satan doesn't care how religious you are. You may have a, a testimony that's a yard wide and a mile long, but if it's not covered by the blood, if you can't go back to the time and the place when you took your place as a lost sinner, saw yourself depraved and worthless and hopeless and helpless and, 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 and apart from God, uh, not wanting the Lord, if you've never seen that, you've never turned to the Lord. You know the only time a sinner will turn to the Lord, my friend, is when he sees his desperate condition. No one, listen, listen, no, no, you wouldn't, you won't turn. You see a man out there swimming on along the beach over here on the Gulf Coast. You see him swimming out there just a, uh, having a good time. The water's cool and fresh and he's swimming, but you let him, you let him get the cramps and go down a couple of times. And what will he do? He'll holler, help, 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 lifeguard, help. I'm drowning. But my friend, it's the same way spiritually. As long as you're traveling along the path, everything's doing good. Everybody's well and healthy and all, everything, the barn's full of grain and all those things. You don't have no reason to cry unto the Lord. Oh, you may go to church to be sociable so that your friends won't think you are a, a terrible person. But is that is that knowing the Lord? No. It's no, sir. You don't know anything about the Lord, my friend. Satan, salvation is a deliverance from sin. When you see yourself overtaken by the power of sin, when you see yourself down, going down to a devil's hell because of sin, then there comes a cry unto the Lord for help. Lord, help this poor old sinner. Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? 
Could I just stop this morning? We don't have but another minute or so. Could I just stop and ask you, my friend? You, many of you write to me and tell me you're listening. Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? Have you ever cried out for mercy? Have you ever agonized over your sin? Joining the church. I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about shaking the preacher's hand. I'm not talking about making a mental decision for Jesus. Call that salvation. That don't even smell like salvation. Salvation is a deliverance. The Bible said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Are you a new creature this morning, brother? Are you a new creature? Have you given up? Has the Lord took all that uh, old hatefulness away from you? Have you broken that stubborn will, throw down that bottle, throw down that cigarette, and come to the Lord as a helpless, hopeless sinner, and then he delivered you from that power of sin? Or are you still there? Reared back in your chair this morning saying, well, the old fool don't know what he's talking about. I'm saved, and I've never been lost, but I, my friend, you haven't. You're not saved. If you've never been lost, you can't say you've been saved. No, you never cry unto the Lord. You ever been lost out there in the woods at night? I have. When we were possum hunting, my dad would get turned around in the woods, and he got frantic there a few times. But listen, listen. He began to cry out then, blow the horn, shoot the gun, gun, shoot the gun. And some of, some of the folks back home would shoot the gun a couple of times so we could hear and get a hone in on where the house was. But my friend, God's word, that's, that's the alarm that you need to hear. You need to hear that word that you are lost and going to hell. Oh, my friend, this is the old trailblazer. I wish you'd write me and let me hear from you. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer, saying tune in next time. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 